I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the PowerCat podcast, gopowercat.com's Kansas State Athletics show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC studios, here's your host, GoPowerCat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Overtime, the PowerCat Overtime podcast brought to you by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and I am Tim Fitzgerald, and I am confused. Right before we started, Zach Carlson, who's to my left, and Ryan Gilbert, who's kind of to my right, and Midnight Carmody's straight across from me, uh, Zach informed the podcast question readers to reverse questions two and three. So apparently the second and third questions of this podcast will be read backwards. What does that even mean? I don't know what the shtick is they're going for here. I don't know no, I... what they are after here, but we'll be reading some of these questions backwards. There were a couple golf questions that were sandwiched that had, they were, they were the bread and there was some meat in the middle that wouldn't have made a very good sandwich because Ironically enough, the second question was going to be a food question. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Okay, well, now here's the problem is we're recording this earlier in the week, and we're recording it when we should be at lunch, and now Zach's talking about sandwiches. I'm not happy. I'm here to answer your (laughs) questions. I'm hungry. I'm hangry. And we're sponsored by The Fridge, as I've already said, but I want to reiterate that. We are sponsored by The Fridge. And here we go. We're not messing around. We got to do. God, I got to bleep that out. Why don't I cuss on this podcast? Then it adds to work. Who's got them? Yep. Ryan Gills Gilbert with your questions from Wabash Station. From AWINT25, over under nine holes that Fitz would be able to finish playing at Prairie Dunes Country Club before he decides to sit by the pool and drink flavored vodka all afternoon. Yes. A went um, a couple weeks or a couple months ago on the podcast. Somebody asked what golf courses I hadn't played. And I said, I hadn't played Prairie Dunes and I put out an open invitation and 12 hours after the podcast went live, I got a little DM on go power cat saying, Hey, come on down. So that was a went Aaron and Aaron and his dad had me and Riley down and we did. They know Riley was part of the deal. Yeah. Cause he asked me, he's like, we're going to have a foursome. Well, I've mm. never been asked that before. Of course. So he's like, do you have a fort that you want to bring down? I'm like, well, Riley lives in Hutch. I'm like, that that would work. So he's like, yeah, bring him down. So we had a great time playing golf. Thank you so much for having us down. And yeah, it came up. That we're, we talked about having you down because they want us to come down again. And they want you to come down. So you don't golf, do you? And I don't think you'd want to try. I, I haven't golfed in a very long time. I would only scramble. Um, I used to play quite a bit of golf, and then I walked off the course in frustration. And at my tools of the trade now, my clubs are so old that we're going to just give them away to a homeless person. I'm going to say that I'm going to take the under on this. 
I'm, We're actually going to answer the real question. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the under on this for all the reasons as mentioned. So it was nine holes? Yes. Yeah. I would take the under if it was half a hole. Well, you, you nailed it. How does this kid know me this well? He hasn't been with me that long. That's exactly it. As soon as you mentioned flavored vodka at the pool... I was never going near the golf course. The only reason I would go near the golf course if that was an opposing option would be to have someone drive me in a cart as close to the edge of the pool as legally possible at Prairie Dunes. How about this? We get the Bev cart from Allie. We met Allie, the Bev cart girl there. Okay. Yes. We take her cart and you get to drive it around, but you don't have to visit any of the any of the other groups. It's just you and us, and you're driving the beverage cart. But he can't be driving the beverage cart. What do you mean? There's no cops out there. This is this is a closed course, Cole. <laughs> Have you ever seen him? I'm worried for his safety. <laughs> it's a golf cart. Here's, Those here's, things flip. Here's my idea. Here's my idea. So we take Allie, um, who you know I would imagine is a typical Bev cart. Person, they're attractive. Indeed. And, right. It's part of what goes with making money. I take an opposing Bev card out and we have a challenge. Who can sell the most? I've got to find something sexy to wear. This is incredible. <laughs> incredible ideas. <laughs> Actually, that was an idea that I stole from uh, my buddy Brett it, with uh, Caddyshack Golf. We're talking about having a blue shamrock, my nonprofit. A charity golf tournament in 2022. So that was an idea that it'd be on the Bev cart. I'm like, no, we're probably just going to assign me a hole. I would like a hole with a little tent uh, and I'll putt with every group that comes through. But it also has to be a hole with a restroom right there. Because as you guys know, Ooh. I'm, I'm going to pee. It's just a matter where we're going to do it. Number four at Colbert sounds like your hole. Put a little tent there by the the restroom. I think we've opted for uh, another course so that there's fewer rules. Nothing against Colbert. It's a classy place. Oh, something something cheaper? Not really about the cost. It's just about debauchery. Anyhow. Lots uh, of cottonwood trees lining the place, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. The ender. The ender is the answer. Yep, yeah. 100% the ender. In fact, this should be taken off the board because it's kind of like, um, what color is the Gatorade going to be? Like Zach said earlier in the week, what color is the Gatorade <laughs> going to be? We're serving Under Armour. We're not going to have. You mean, you mean body armor? You mean body under armor? armor? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on! Thank, so, yeah. Thank you to Awent for having us out. Appreciate it. Can't wait to play again, wherever it may be. Me and Cole are coming next time. I Do you guys have clubs? Nope. You guys? I'm a lefty. You're a lefty? Yeah. Sound I have clubs. You're a lefty? Yeah. I never knew that. I just swing and miss at the ball because I have the baseball swing still. So, You know that in the pros, like in, in when you make it to the show, you play golf every day. I'm All those guys that. play golf. I, it's, it was on my list to take golfing lessons this summer, but I haven't done it yet. You got time. I'll just go out with me and I'll give you some pointers. Zach, pretty good golfer. I believe. So he says. Hey, I did lose like four balls on the first four holes, but turn it around. Hmm. Could be worse. You had four balls. Yeah, I only have two balls. I, I lost a prostate. Oh. 
Next that's, question. That's the joke you chose. Okay, Gills. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Dish signature your specialty your <laughs> cuisine what? Chef class world a were you if? Well, my answer what the, Okay, go. Hey, I know. You're supposed to. I know. (laughs) Smart Alec. All right. Next question from Itame BB. Can you play 18 holes of golf without? We'll go one by one here. Eating something. Generally, yes. I I can't. Like, if if well, if I'm playing by myself, absolutely. If I'm not, depends. I didn't like on Saturday. I didn't eat anything. Well, no, I did. I had a muffin that I took from the hotel. So yeah, I did. How long does it take to golf 18 holes? Depends. Like I if, mean, if, if if you and I went out right now, how long would it take to golf? Like three hours. Okay, let's say Colbert. It'd probably take us three fifteen to three thirty. I would guess. Just because, well, eh, maybe a little slow or a little faster than that. But I'm just I'm basing it off of your perceived ability. If you're not very good, it's going to take longer. Okay, the I answer guess. to that question, yes. Yeah. So it'll take. It might take a while. But I can go without eating if it's like a two-hour round. Did kind of tie Zach's answer together with the question. Um, if it's going to be over three hours, I'm going to need depends. We'll get to that. We'll oh, get, okay. Yeah, there's okay. there's a list here. Okay. <laughs> I could go days without eating. I fast a lot, so a couple hours on the course, that's nothing. You're weird. Are you an intermittent faster? Yeah, both. I haven't eaten so, all day. It's 1 o'clock now. So, so like, will you like condense your meals into eight hours mm-hmm. or six hours? I try yeah. my best, yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Drinking soft drinks slash water. No. No. Got to have a water. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't really drink soft drinks anymore. I have Mountain Dew if I'm caffeine deficient because of my addiction, but I'll have a Mountain Dew, but that's about it. You're all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I, I love it. I, <laughs> I actually enjoy Mountain Dew. I'll have an, a Mellow Yellow if I'm at Tanner's Bar and Grill, which maybe I'll have that for lunch when we go there, Mellow Yellow. <laughs> I yeah. should have an NASCAR hat and wear that. I'll usually take a Yeti out for the cart, like a Yeti, like cup. I don't know what a tumbler with water, with water, ice water, smart, yeah. nice and cold, and fill it up at the turn. Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, guys that go out and you know drink sixteen beers on the course, I, I mean, I don't understand the purpose of that. You know, when Becky and I did the grand uh, pub crawl of Epcot, and we drank, you know, quite a bit of liquid, different things, going through twelve, eleven nations, whatever it is. We just sweated out. I was never intoxicated at all. So I don't know why you'd have 16 beers on a golf course. I think my buddy Kevin Haskin actually set a course record at like 32 or something. Wow. But you just sweat it out. Oh, he's epic. 32 beers? Mm-hmm. 18 holes. Something like that, yeah. Who was that when we used to have media golf tournaments? That's, that's when you're old school. If you've ever participated in a K-State Media Classic, you're old. If you know what... We need to revive this. We've talked about it. <laughs> yeah. If you know what the Skyriders Tour is about, you're really old. What is that? They There used to be a tour where all the uh, riders would fly from place to place, fly to all eight big eight schools, like baseball media. They'd all be on a plane and go from school to school. You know, you might bust between some schools, but that's pretty cool. Wow. Skyriders, huh? It's kind of old school. What's next, Ryan? Let's go move on. Drinking non-soft drinks, so beer. Yes, I can go without. Well, maybe that tools. means 
you know, Gatorade, Gatorade, Under Armour, or, or Under no, or or uh, <laughs> Champions, or yeah. um, Nike, All Sport, All Sport. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that means like uh, non-soft means a hard drink. I don't know what hard is. Oh, I thought it meant like a soft drink, like. <laughs> That took me a second. <laughs> Liquor, beer. Yeah, yeah. I would drink that before pop, certainly, uh, unless sure. I needed the caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's always uh, – I'm a veteran. I'd be out there with a five-hour energy in my bag or something to get me through because addiction's real. So, but, yeah, you got to have some beer, don't you? Nope. I don't drink. Well, I don't drink on the golf course. And it probably stems well, from me playing golf as a youth where it was obviously – not allowed for me to be playing a competition round at 11 years old, just slamming back a couple Bud Lights on Kerry Park. No, that's not allowed. I think there's a difference here between playing golf, which you do, and golfing. Mm. Yeah. For for most men, golfing is a cultural experience. And John Daly blurs the line. Oh, John Daly. (laughs) John Daly is blurry. Everything about him. So no, I if, if I if I come out on a golf course, I will have beer, or if we're on the back nine vodka, because that means it's evening. Riding a cart. Oh yeah, you have to. If you're if you're playing if you're doing nine, I could I could walk all nine because I've done that. But if you're doing eighteen, I'm sorry, there's no way in hell. Zach, that... you're, you're you you play golf, so yeah. no. Re- well. Recent the courses I play, especially recently, I mean Colbert is mandatory cart. I think Firekeeper is mandatory cart. Uh, Sand Creek Station in Newton that I've played. I don't think it's necessarily mandatory cart, but you're taking a cart. I mean it's just the types of courses today, and maybe it's just not being a youth and you know being expected to walk. I've only walked once in the last ten years, probably since I stopped playing tournament golf mm. ten years ago. I think I've walked once or maybe twice. You know, I played Wildcat. That's obviously a walking course. Like you're not gonna. It's silly if you try taking a cart there. You're gonna walk more to your cart than you are to your ball. But I, I played Salina Muni last year during the pandemic, and they closed the cart shed like at seven, something ridiculously early for early july and they're like you have to walk and it's like 100 degrees and i'm just like all right i'll play it like i'm by myself like it's it's fine like it'll be all right but i was exhausted did you get a one of those little cart things a little a little pull cart yeah push cart cart. you know they make push carts because i saw them at prairie dunes (laughs) that are just automatic and they'll just go it's like like it'll follow you or it'll go out in front of you. I don't know. I don't understand the science behind it, but I saw some dude. Well, have you seen the new like thirty yards away from his bag? The boards. Movie. Have you seen those? The boards. Yeah, there's like a, what are those lime scooter type things? Except in the front, uh, your bag sits up there along with you steer it, and you're on a little board like a scooter. No, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Coming to a golf course near you, Zach. Mm. Little scooter board things. I don't care. I'm just old enough now that I would like to live somewhere where driving a cart to the store is cool. So I will see you at the villages. The villages, America's friendliest hometown. The villages. America's friendliest hometown, the villages.
Uh, Folks, I want to point out that as we're doing this podcast, the compression of my chair is slowly going down. I'm getting shorter and shorter. (laughs) You are. You're slumping. (laughs) Like I started out up high and now my chair has gone down to like three or four inches. Uh, Next one is peeing. I think this really largely depends on your previous answers about drinks. Yeah, it really depends, Fitz. Yeah. Uh, what What's the question about? Do I pee on a golf course? Can you go 18 without peeing? I can't go 18. You can't go upstairs without peeing. Yeah. I can't lift my bag without peeing. I mean, right now I pee over everything. Will I walk? No. If I walk too far, I'll pee. If I fall down on the golf course, which is always a chance. I will pee when I get up. If you walk outside of Tanner's, you might. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, sometimes the little the little warrior just goes to battle without permission. Let's just put it that way. It's just how I roll nowadays. So peeing, yeah, I'll pee. I've been out gardening. I peed myself this week just gardening. It's a freaking weird life I live. That's, let's move on. People are traumatized. <laughs> Do they have lake? Like, not lakes. What are those little... Reservoirs called what uh, ponds? Ponds, yeah. I might go into a pond and go pee in there. Just you're gonna go and get inside of it, <laughs> yeah, and not go on a tree if there's no. Well, I don't. No, I don't no want to be arrested. Public. It's duty. a golf course again. It's a golf course. There's no cops. It's nobody's. Everybody does it. Nobody cares. That's what they want you to think. You mm-hmm. guys are undercover, aren't you? Maybe. A Wint is an undercover. I think I figured it out now. I don't think he's an undercover. Well, see, I, I would, I would, yeah, I'd pee on a tree at a golf course because if someone's like at least fifty yards away from me, they're not going to be able to see anything. Hell, you can't hardly see anything. They're right. <laughs> you got to mark your territory, right, Daphne? Right, yeah. dude? No, that's what dude does. Dude just walks around and mark. Don't you, you little weirdo? Okay, didn't care. He's asleep. Uh, cussing. I think so. Hell, I no. usually I usually don't. I, I I try not to cuss out loud. I'll say my name in the third person. I'll refer to myself in the third person, but Tim would never do that. <laughs> generally, Zach misses some putts every once in a while. Come on, Zach. I like what are we th- doing. <laughs> Was it the put the the putting blade that kept you off the PGA tour? I don't use a blade. I use a mallet. Uh, weirdo. I like to think I actually have the. I cuss the most out of everybody at this table. No, no. I, I, no. I think it's close. No. Tim Fitzgerald is the greatest cusser I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's it's. It's not easy being this talented at something. It really isn't. It's just a remarkable <laughs> gift I got from from above. Sounds like you're one talented. I am. I'm a wow. Talented I'm. I'm not gonna put any. Wor- I'm not gonna give you guys work for this podcast. I'm. I'm, I'm the. <laughs> when it comes. Oh, I have a bad fun fact for you guys. Do you guys know a word that starts with F and ends in U C K? Um, fire truck. There you go. There, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So that's the word. Second, I, I guess Fitz and Cole probably thought it was something else. Yeah. Immature people. I'll go fire truck yourself. <laughs> Next question. Um, a triple bogey, which I'll be honest, I don't know what that is. Oh my oh. god! How do you not know this stuff? <sighs> what is it? 
So you have a par. Every so hole has every, par. Yeah. Okay. So like par four, par three, par par four. Is this like five. a sandwich? Or is that a hoagie? <laughs> Triple hoagie sounds really. You good know, right the, now. the country club in Manhattan does name their burgers bogies. <laughs> I was. You can go and get a double bogey at the at Club Nineteen. So uh, you're three strokes over par. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's a par four and you shoot a five, it's a bogey. Six double bogey. Uh, triple bogey is frowned upon in golfing circles and viewed by Tim Fitzgerald as a roaring success. I had a few triples and worse yeah. in my round on Saturday. But I have played round. There was a tournament I played. The last like good tournament I played, 2011 junior amateur, Kansas junior am. Um, I did not have worse than a double bogey. In the two greatest tournament rounds of my life. Well, what place did you get? I missed the cut by one stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think we discovered why you never made the PGA Tour. Yeah. But funny enough, the person that won that, Michael Gellerman, he was the only other golfer in like the entire tournament, I believe, or at least our age group, that did not record worse than a bogey either. So So you were consistently playing bogey golf. No, I shot. Like 77, 75. Wow. Missed the cut by one stroke. I've, I've done a 77, 75, but that was the front and back. Wow, that's pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. Double so, par. So Pick yeah. it up. Well, blame the beer cart girl. Hard Ash gets his long-awaited question, the second question of the podcast. If you were a... Hold on. We've only answered one question. <clears throat> no, that was the. Th- it's the third. It's number two. It says it's the number third. two on here, so... Dills read it backwards as a joke. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah. From a hard ash, if you are a world-class chef, what cuisine would be your specialty? There we go. Your signature dish. Why was that so hard to ask? I don't know. It's so hard. As a tongue so twister. Hard. It was hard ash. Hard ash. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into foo-foo food. I mean... I'd probably just be happy doing steaks and chicken, you know. I don't, I don't want to do chicken. Chicken. Uh, one of my favorite restaurants in Kansas City, unfortunately, closed with the pandemic. But you'd go in there and they'd have, you know, wild hair. And, you know, I'm like, I don't want to eat rabbit at a nice restaurant. I, I don't – I mean, which is a French thing, I think. I think what this question is actually asking is what do you cook the best? Yes, that is – Well, I would own a barbecue place that's – I'd be smoking stuff, which I'd I'd love. I'd absolutely love to have a place here in town that took a more traditional approach to barbecue. We're gonna name it Fitzy's. No. Why not? Um, Why not? Gonna name it after me because I I don't want to. This is my problem with naming a bar or restaurant after you. You can't sell it. <clears throat> well, eventually you do. And now my friends, the Cox brothers, have nothing to do with a restaurant that has their name on. Now, there was a great barbecue place in uh, Florida that we were supposed to go to that was called the Hog and Dog. There we go. <laughs> and it was all barbecue with hot dogs. So they would like do pulled pork hot dogs. I'm like, this is intriguing. Or you could just get the barbecue or just a hot dog. I will say that for my specialty, um, I, I'm very good with the air fryer. And I don't, I don't know if this is... You can make a specialty, I but I it, don't it, know if kitchens in the United States have air fryers. Well, some, do. some do. In fact, when Colbert's opened, that was what Jim Colbert wanted was air fried chicken. Really? It's very good. But I will say 
chicken strips in the air fryer, tortillas grilled on top of the stovetop, barbecue sauce, or personally, my favorite, ranch and sprinkled cheese. You put the chicken, once it's cooked, in a bowl with ranch and sprinkled cheese. You shake it all up together. You take it out. You have your grilled tortilla. You put the chicken inside of said tortilla with a nice crisp piece of lettuce. You wrap it up and you eat it. Sounds pretty good. So there's actually a place that has done that before. And it's called McDonald's. (laughs) That's not very world class of you. Just because McDonald's is a global company that does not make the McRap. Does not make the McRap a cuisine. <laughs> I'd say it was pretty successful. <laughs> oh, well, I think steak's probably about the only thing I could do. Because yeah. I'm not not into quirky burgers. It's just not my type. It's not my style. I love a good steak. I appreciate I appreciate the cooking of meat. Even if I do like my meat medium, I appreciate the levels of the preparation of preparation yeah. of a steak. Yeah. I but I'd be a barbecue place. Like seriously, I I would really like just to own a small barbecue place. Maybe it has a lot of outdoor dining. You know, there's there's places where they smoke a bunch of food, and you come and buy it, and when they're out, they put the clothes sign out and call it good for the day. I'm in on that. I'm, I mean, if you set your rules, people will accommodate to meet those rules. Like if you're going to be a breakfast lunch place. Yeah. Well, we, we don't go eat dinner at the chef. You have to go for – can't even go for a late lunch. I mean, they close at 2. So if you set your rules and say, hey, we're going to sell this stuff – and if you don't get it, you got to come back the next day. Period. End of story. I'm I'm into that. Be Franklin, Franklin barbecue in Austin like that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta show up at 8 a.m. to get in line because if you show up at 10:30, you're gonna wait two hours. Yeah, I'm in. Man, you're but, still waiting a few hours if you get there at eight, right? Yeah, you just gotta go first though. <laughs> the humans will be right back. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The ads are done. Speak humans. 
from email wildcat82 so after hearing about the unusual restaurant lineup in waco in what order would you dine at the following establishments if all lined up in aggieville and i feel like we might need a pen or something to take notes of all these so long saloon whataburger in and out burger nico's italian <laughs> scheme pizza <laughs> jack stack barbecue arthur bryant's barbecue texas roadhouse cattleman's steakhouse and then texas de brazil I've never heard of that in my That's life. It's a Brazilian steakhouse. There are really no wrong answers for this place. And we ate at one in Memphis. Memphis. Was it Texas Day Brazil or was it Fogo de Chao? Fogo de Chao. I don't. I and, think it was Texas Day Brazil. And Wally threw a fit that we ate at a. Yeah, Wally was so offended that we ate at a franchise. Ch- at a franchised Brazilian steakhouse. And I'm like, like, first of all, it's it's not like a Subway. There's not like three of them in Manhattan. You know, I. I had never literally eaten at a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Brazilian steakhouses are pretty cool. We had the meat sweats after. Well, it was, it was, <laughs> don't plan on doing anything. I mean, you're done. That's pretty much your night. You're going to so go. So is that to- number one? No. No. I mean, I want to go from the bottom. Can we go from the bottom up? Because there's, yeah. there's, there's restaurants on this list that do not deserve Texas to Roadhouse. do the other ones. Texas Roadhouse is at the bottom for me. In and out's at my bottom. In and out's at the bottom for me. Texas Roadhouse is second. Bottom. I've never had sure. In and Out, so I'll put it at the second bottom. Thanks, Cole. Glad you. Yeah. Glad you're. Uh, glad you're in on the team here. Yeah. But see, <laughs> these places wouldn't exist in one realm. They just right. wouldn't. Well, this isn't. This isn't this a, a realistic. This is a fantasy. We're having fun. Take your realism out of this. I, but but see, these things don't like <laughs> line up in any way. Would you prefer to have sex with Jennifer Aniston? And just list off ten girls. It women. It doesn't matter. None of them are gonna bang me. None of these restaurants want me. So long does. That's it. I haven't had the In and Out in a long time, and I haven't been to the restaurant either. And um, that was a sex joke. And um, but I don't know. I this is too hard. This is too difficult. It's okay. It's okay. I think Scheme Pizza is next for me. I only had it What's once. That? It's in Salina. It's okay. it's really famous pizza in Salina. It's not like your typical pizza. It's it's cool. It's quirky. Mm-hmm. And they're only open. I love places that are only open on certain days. But I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday at nights or something. I don't know. I, but the, their thing is their their crust has like a ridge in it. Like there's a gap, and. You put honey in it. Oh yeah! When you're done with the pyramid crust. pizza, had that too. Did pyramid? So here's the problem with some of the, with one. Of, here's the problem with this question in some of these restaurants. I'm not going to go to any Arthur Bryant's that's not the original. So if you could, well, there's only one now. Yeah, okay, that's right, what I'm saying. But, but if they had one in Aggieville, I wouldn't go to it. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair. So fair, if you fair. could now, I might go to Jack Stack though because they have multiple locations and it's very good. So. I would say, almost say Jack Stack is at number one for me. Is Jack Stack, this is an important question. Are they smoking in one location, taking it out to the restaurants? No way. No. They got to be smoking it in. That's what's difficult about barbecue. That's why doing multiple franchise barbecue or multiple spots is difficult because so much of your flavor is the identity of your pit or how you're smoking. But, yeah. I mean... You give me that list and put it in Aggieville, I'm going to so long. I, I just am. I'm, I'm, I mean, if I want some Italian, I'll wander up to Nico's. How was that, Zach? Did I do it right? She, 
If it's a joke, yes, you did it right. If you're being serious, no. <laughs> we hate you. We hate you. <laughs> That's so funny. I've never picked up that I have that horrible. You accent. horrible Kansan. Uh, we got to move on. I'm overwhelmed. I, I'm picking. If we're talking about Aggieville, I'm picking Jack Stack and then probably Arthur Bryant's. I'm not going to Whataburger. Nico's in so long we have them, you know? Yeah. That, that's that's my thing. That's my thing. Some of those li- some of those on the list, we already got. We already know. If you give me a Jack Stack or an Arthur Bryant's you or... You give me a quality barbecue place and something, Aggieville and yeah. a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there a lot. Yeah. I mean, if it's got to be quality, but that's the problem. There's no place in Aggieville really to put that because trying to have the space to smoke your food. I mean, you, you go to um, a certain restaurant all the time that uses wood smoke. Yes, non-sponsor. And uh, it's really good, but I I would imagine people complain about the smoke smell. Yeah, but that's part of the experience. Right, right, yeah. but that's where we are now. I mean, if you put the equipment to actually be smoking meat in the middle of Aggieville, people bitch that all of Aggie smells like burning wood. They would just, it's just, you want to know why? Because people hold us fat guys back. Hmm. They judge us. We we eat so much meat, we need an open pit and flames to accomplish our task. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm not going to eat any chain on that list in, in Aggieville, unless it's Whataburger. If you put a Whataburger on the corner of Aggieville, i got issues. If you put a Texas Day Brazil in Aggieville, actually, if I went away for 10 years and you told me coming back, hey, let's go to Texas Day Brazil, we got one in Aggieville. Now, I'd be like, what happened to Aggieville? Yeah. What? Parking garage. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who came in Aggieville and said, hey, let's put in a Brazilian steakhouse? Uh, like, My question would be like, what else is in Aggieville? They didn't just come by themselves. <laughs> I found the whole concept very Awkward. I mean, there's guys walking around with just meat on skewers while you're getting waxed. I thought it was really a weird kind of hook to have a Brazilian steakhouse. I didn't understand it at all. And then they asked me to leave. I don't know why. Let's move on. From Exhausted Nihilist, what position would you like to see Michael Bishop play in the upcoming Jordy Nelson Legends Classic softball game? Center field, catcher? I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh, center field. I want to see him just rope the ball in from the outfield. Designated hitter. He seems like the type that is a slugger, and he's too good for the field. Okay, so I saw someone tweet out uh, how they're setting up the field. Right. So How are they doing it? It's going, literally going across the field. Right. So like home plate will be in front of the West Stadium center. Okay, that's what I that's what I would have done. And then then the center field is flat. So if you hit it to straight old center field, it's going to be basically like hitting it down the line. Because no, it's going to be easier to hit it out to center field than it is down the line. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, this the distance isn't going to be the same. It looks on the like fence. It's about the same. But Softball, yeah, I mean. yeah, it was not going to be rounded off, and it's going to be flattened out. Huh. Why not put home plate either at the southwest or southeast corner, and then you get more people actually sitting by nah, the press, action. press box. Well, I mean, the you got the West Stadium Center. You're going to sell suites to that you want. It's a softball field. I mean, I think putting putting it where they put it, if they're putting home plate at the 50-yard line and going you know, from the West Stadium Center out, that makes the most sense to me as far as if you want to have the maximum amount of good premium seats in the West Stadium Center. True. 
That's how I see it. From King Jim seventy seven, what are your top five favorite war movies? Oh, war! This is why. <laughs> this is why I asked before. Platoon's number one for me. No, I'm gonna say Saving Private Ryan now. Platoon's second to that. Uh, Did you see nineteen seventeen? Yeah, that was really good. That was it. Jumped up there. It's one of my uh, favorites. That now. was really really good. Uh, what's the Mel Gibson movie? When we were. Men, when we were, it's about the basically the first major battle of Vietnam. Hmm. That's a an incredible war movie because it's based on something that actually happened. Does Inglorious Bastards count as a war movie? It can, yeah, that's I, pretty good. I had never seen that movie until it was on Amazon Prime, like not too long ago, and I watched it, and it was really good. And as a history nut, it was really good. I'd probably put Glory in there too. Oh yeah, for sure. I think um, American Sniper and Lone Survivor are both really good. Although, I've heard that Lone Survivor was not nearly as good as the book. Hmm. Which, Mark Wahlberg, I don't know. Any guy, anybody that plays Vince Papali, and then he goes out and plays, you know, what he did. Uh, I don't know. I have uh, a hard time taking him a little serious. Yeah, there's that was like pretty that. good. Um, yeah. What was the other one that just came out recently? 12... It was about the first major battle with Al-Qaeda. And the, these poor special forces guys were on horseback hmm? fighting with, what is that called? Zero Dark Thirty? No. I just watched that, by the way. It's a war don't, movie, right? Don't get me started mm-hmm. on that. Did you like Hacksaw Ridge? I've actually seen that one. This is I really tough it. because there's so many genres. Black Hawk Down was outstanding. And that's technically a war movie. Dunkirk? Dunkirk's pretty good. I was a little disappointed in Dunkirk. Just a little bit. It's kind of slow. Yeah. I liked Unbroken, too. That one, um, it kind of, if you don't know which one that is, he, like, is the POW in the Japanese camp. 12 Strong is a movie I'm thinking of. Mm. 12 Strong. I, I'd recommend it. It's really good. The Declassified True Story of the Horse Soldiers. The first engagement in So what's the worst war movie? Um, Pearl Harbor for me. Uh, Act of Valor. I don't know what that is. It was Pearl Harbor is the worst. Pearl Harbor is the worst. Yeah, it was not. It, huh. It's kind of sticky. I, I, I like the history of it. Let's put it that way. I enjoyed um, Midway. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. well done. No, um, act of, if we're talking worst, Act of Valor from probably seven or eight years ago. Bad. Now the actors were no. I think they might have been soldiers, but like it seemed like. Like uh, oh. like a sh- like a Showtime like late night like independent film movie mm. like it just it was like completely just like this just doesn't was this one of the movies that their their gimmick was the real people are in it yeah yeah that doesn't work um, yeah it was very gimmicky did you um I don't know if it's necessarily a war movie but Lincoln are you a Lincoln fan yeah I thought that was incredible that is one of my favorite movies of all time Apocalypse Now is an amazing movie. That's an incredible – if you haven't seen Apocalypse Now and to understand how effed up the Vietnam War was, go watch that. I mean, it's just incredible. And granted, you know, some of it's fiction, but – The Hunt for Red October. Nah, that's that's, that's no? kind of true. It's not really a war movie. It's kind of is. I mean, it's – It's about the Cold, the Cold War, war. yeah. Only the, the Russians, or I should say the Soviets, all speak English, which I always found was – so weird. Like, if you're going to make a movie about the Soviet Union, don't have them speak English in the movie. 
Like we can read subtitles, but yeah. Yeah. I'm lazy. I don't want to read subtitles. You don't watch movies, so we were there was a bunch of Vietnam movies. We were soldiers the one I like. I, I don't know, it's not very high on this list. Hamburger Hill was okay. Um Born on the Fourth of July, it's Tom Cruise. Good morning, Vietnam. I don't consider that a war movie. Full Metal Jacket was one of the more more disappointing movies that I've seen. I it just kind of Oh, Tropic on. Thunder. Tropic Thunder. That is the finest war movie <laughs> ever made. Um yeah. Platoon though, is just an amazing movie for me. Amazing. And the the accuracy of some of the scenes apparently in Saving Private Ryan just mm-hmm. is haunting. The people said it was just too realistic. That was their concern. It was too much what they actually went through. Hmm. That would never happen now. I mean, I don't mean to get political, but we just don't have the will to do what those guys did. Mm-mm. We're going to do what? We're going to storm a beach where they're entrenched and are going to shoot at us nonstop? I mean, no. I mean, maybe the soldiers would, but I... Not in mass like millions of men did. I just don't see it. Hmm. Good question, though. There's a lot of answers. I, but for me, Saving Private Ryan, Platoon, and the rest are just there. The rest are good. The rest I'll watch. I love war movies. I love the history of them. I love the beginning to understand some things. Um, from Imarica, what is your favorite Willie moment? It's got to be when he was on the press box, and I didn't see it because I was in the press box. But or the, I don't know. What about when he tackled the West Virginia Mountaineer and gave him, made him have a seizure, and then he stopped tackling was, people in Michigan? Really I mean, it was scary. A, that was so scary. You know that yeah. that wasn't a West Virginia. No, that was a K State student. Well, yeah, I'm dressed aware of as that. okay. I just want to make sure <laughs> I'm aware that we're of that. clear. <laughs> um, I was at that game actually. God, that was scary. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite because it ended the stupidest tradition. Oh, it's of, horrible tradition. And uh, someone still does something like it. I've seen another school that does it. Maybe it was a pro team. I don't know. The Chiefs used to do it. Now, the Willie skits, like the videos beforehand, those were always great. Mm-hmm. At least when I there remember them. There were some them. good ones. There, there were some good ones. There were some bad ones. But, you know, those were cool and... Dare I say ahead of their time, maybe? Uh, that's funny because it's exactly the kind of thing you do for social media now. Yeah. It, they, they were doing it. You would, you'd put something like that on social media today, but maybe not. Maybe now it's a, hey, we can't make fun of the other mascot. We can't put their logo on the field or else our band director will get suspended. <laughs> also, maybe don't look at make, make a spaceship look like something else. Go, going into an opponent's beak. So yeah, I don't I don't know. Um my favorite moment will probably be when they decide to give him animal arms and legs and maybe a tail. Hmm. You're one of those. Yes, I'm one of those. Willie what Willie Wildcat is half man, half beast. Is problematic. Problematic in twenty twenty one. I'll say that. Well, there are some issues with some things that go on there. But if you want to cancel something, let's get together and cancel Willy Wildcat Eco-cat. 2021. EcoCat. Mm-hmm. We canceled EcoCat. She was our sacrifice to the cancel gods. Have EcoCat. I don't know. I remember seeing something on YouTube. I wasn't at this game, but when Willy went up and tackled, it was like KU or Nebraska or one of those schools, and his the head actually fell KU. off. KU. Remember the that? Basketball yeah. game? I thought it was football. 
There was a basketball okay. game one where it's his head happened came multiple off. times. Yeah. Then, but that would be pretty funny to see live. And he's like scrambling. Oh my god! I gotta get my hat on. <laughs> Again, when you lose the head, you're just a human. <laughs> yeah. Well, we still half. Uh, half. Half man, half beast. Beast, yes. But if he loses the beast, he's all man, even if he's only half. Well, you don't know that. (laughs) Next. From Itame BB, what was your longest bus ride you ever had? What was your longest drive you ever had? Houston, 12 hours. That was long. Longest bus ride? I have no clue on a bus ride. I have no clue either. I went 12 hours on a bus. It was a charter bus, but so, so it was like a Greyhound with a restroom type bus. Uh, yes. Yeah. Does that count? Yeah. No, that's better. I'm. I'm I really only think of my old bus rides. I mean, I would wasn't really on sports teams that we'd take anything but a school bus. So I don't know. I think Concordia for me. Yeah. Like from like Manhattan that. to Concordia. It sucked. Yeah. Went from a school bus, Olathe North to Blue Springs South High School, played football, and um, it was in the middle of rush hour. Mm-hmm. And naturally, the coaches want you to hydrate, and so we were on a school bus. Didn't had to pee, and the whole team had to pee, and we ran into rush hour traffic. And that's a forty-five minute drive with no traffic. We were on the bus for almost two hours. We got to the game around six fifteen. It was supposed to start at seven. There was one bathroom in our locker room. People went into the showers and started peeing down the drain. Of course. We're guys. We can do that. And we absolutely got demolished that game. But it was because we showed up and didn't have time to warm up for varsity football. I like it. I like it. I don't like long bus rides. In fact, one of my parts of my wife's job is she uh, takes residents at Meadowlark onto bus tours. Sometimes they go other ways. Um, But... She's like, you should go on the Route 66 one with us. I'm like, no, oh, I'm not getting on the bus for that long. I'm I'm tall and I'm fat. I'm not doing it. So I don't know. I'm a, I'm opposed to all forms of travel that doesn't involve technology we don't have. Does that make sense? No. I don't want to fly. I don't want to train. I don't want to oh. ride a bus. I don't want to ride a car. I want to be teleported somewhere. Just want to be there. I would travel the world if I could be teleported. If you could have the alien UFO. When is it coming? They promised us, Zach. June 1. Now they're like, June 20-something. I don't know. We're going to release it. We're never going to know about (laughs) our aliens. Better come before they attack us. Yeah. I think the longest bus bus ride recently I've taken was like from the parking lot to get to Belle Reve for the 2018 PGA Championship. Because the parking lot was like on the other side of st louis oh i do actually have an answer for this when we were on when uh we did our 25th anniversary eight nights in vegas the first four were touristy things so uh we rode on a bus not a big bus to hoover dam but then a day or two later we went to the national parks in utah so that was quite a long bus ride Um, because you go through the national parks you come out and you're like two hours away from vegas at that point and it was a long bus ride home that's it. Let's move on. Last question. Here we go. From Itain BB, what was your most expensive restaurant bill you ever had to pay? Yourself. What was your most extravagant meal you had someone else paid for? Mm, I, can't, I think I've had a steak that was like, I don't know, 30, 35 bucks, which is so, not, which not, is much, not much at all. But like, Is it for yourself or can you include this for somebody else? Because I have an answer. This is somebody. Go for it. Whatever, okay, so. Whatever. Tickles your tickler. (laughs) 
the most expensive restaurant bill I paid for myself was I took an acquaintance out for dinner. Was it the same sex as you or the opposite sex? It was. Does it matter? It was indeed the opposite. Ooh. Um, little date night. Hey, yeah. Yo. Sounds like you guys got some wine. No. Well, oh. we went and we went to an establishment in Aggieville, and that cuts down on the cost right there. <laughs> yeah, I know, but. Instead, it was one of those restaurants where you had to order a side. It didn't come with your meal. And I was a little disappointed. Yep. Hmm. And you order it by said whatever, you know, entree you want. So if you want one of these, you want two of these. Lucha. Ah. Oh. Okay. So naturally, me not trying to look as broke as I am, I ordered three tacos and that was all I was going to get. She ordered three tacos, and then she got this, like, potato thing, and I didn't know what it was. And she's like, oh, you got to get it. I was like, okay. We both ordered a drink or two, and the bill came out around $65, $70, which is not bad, but I was going to pay for her no matter what because I'm a gentleman. And so I did. Then she wanted to go out again. Oh, no. And I didn't have enough money. <laughs> and yeah, there's really no oh, end to the story. Where's the punchline? Where's the that punchline? Hurts. But oh, basically, I told her I was like, yeah. Uh, Can we go somewhere else? I was like, we could like go get ice cream. Let's go to McDonald's and get a McWrap. I'll make it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that's how it ended with that girl. You didn't have enough bank. Well, that's not how it's it. not. That's not how it ended. But I think that was – she realized that she didn't want to talk to somebody who was A, going to be a teacher, and B, is currently a journalist. So either way. And C, can't afford back-to-back meals. Correct. At Taco Lucha. That sucks. Correct. She sounds just like a gold digger. Well, yeah, well fortunately, she was in a location with no gold. Yeah. <laughs> Mount Carmody had no gold. Nor did Carmody. <laughs> um, <laughs> so much for your contact name being free food. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gil, you got an answer to this? Like, did you get a Pizza Hut Supreme with extra ingredients? Like, 10 I wish I had a great answer, but I don't. My most extravagant meal that I've gotten paid for was at Tanner's. Oh, wow. <laughs> we need to get you out more often. <laughs> Zach? I don't know what the most extravagant meal I've had that someone else has paid for. I'm sure. Maybe like a catered, like a banquet type thing. I mean, probably going to the country club as a kid that my dad would have paid for. Would Something you like count that. like parents? Because when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, I mean. Okay, I've been to a Brazilian steakhouse. I think that counts. That's, that's uh, I mean, yeah, that's probably up there when we went to Memphis. I was like, oh, I do have a story. Yeah, go Sorry, this uh-huh. came to me. So when we were little, we went to Hawaii. And it was just me, my mom, my mom and my dad and my brother. And we were there for like six or seven days. And guess how much we spent at like the, the snack bar by the pool? No idea. We spent like 600 bucks. I bet. It's just outrageous. for a week. <laughs> it's outrageous yeah. how much that they charge. Well, it's just the, the, the ease of sure. giving them your room number and you're good to go. You don't see the transaction. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I really can't think of anything. That I know that I bought. I'm like, this is expensive and I'm not paying for it. So I was raised in a household where dining, going out was a thing. I mean, you know, we'd go on trips and 
every time I went to Chicago, I went to like Lowry Steakhouse, which is a historical place or Ditkids or, but Lowry's can be very expensive. So I'm kind of used to that. I was blessed in that area. So I, I see dining out as important, fun. So I have bought a $200 steak in Vegas. That was my first, um, Wagyu. Oh yeah. It was incredible. It was amazing. It was absolutely religious experience. Um, but, I mean, I didn't dine with my biggest bills. There are bad addictions in the world, and then there are VIP addictions at Vegas clubs. So, luckily, I have a friend out there who could get me for two-for-one bottles. So, me and my friends would only have to pay $1,500. for one bottle. And, like, you could go to the liquor store and buy that bottle for 100 bucks, 200 bucks. Yeah, but the whole experience of the VIP at a nice club in Vegas, and folks were not talking gentlemen's club. I'm not talking about that at all. Just at a club, like the one we'd go to that overlooked the Bellagio Fountains, like you'd, the spray would come in. What about Caesar's mm-hmm. Palace? Uh, he doesn't like Caesar's. He doesn't actually live there. Caesar never lived there. <laughs> I'm not a big Caesar's Palace fan. Ever since the movie, it blew up into touristy mm-hmm. shtick, although absinthe. We're talking about talking about. Vegas. Yeah. You always go to Vegas? What? Yeah, it, but it got really bad. But absent the, the play out in the big top tent is a must if you want something inappropriate and funny. But, I mean, those tickets are like 125 a piece. So I'm a little jaded when it comes to this stuff. I'll, for good things, I'll, I'll pay. But I, I don't like it when I get a bill and I feel like I didn't get my money's worth. I mean, there's some places where... Um, you get a little of this, a little of that, and you get your bill, and it's like two hundred fifty bucks. You're like, that was no, that was not the, that's not a two hundred fifty dollar experience. So, that was the last question of the podcast. We're going to end with this. I guess. Can I, can I ask my question? Go What's ahead. your question? Uh, from GPC Ryan G. If you had someone offer to tell you your future, would you accept it? Absolutely. Oh yeah, that question. I would say no. Uh, yeah, no. Hell no. Oh, I would. Because then, then you're trying to See, would... meet the expectations. Like, you, like if you ask for your future, there's expectations for you. And now you're like, well, how do I get there? Or you're just disappointed. Or that. Yeah. But, like, if, if your expectations are high, you're going to try attaining them. And if they're low, it would be like, well, that's dumb. Like how, like, how does that happen? You know? Like, I think... The mystery is better. You will end up managing the finest Burger King in the KCU metro area. Oh, my God. Thanks, Fortune Teller. Dreams come true. That's it. We're done. We're done. We're, we, what did I say before we started? Let's keep it tight. You said 40. We got to stop because it's about to click over an hour. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I, it's not all making it in, folks. You're going to miss out on some stuff that never made it to the actual podcast. We had our moments. It's kind of like my life. This podcast had its moments, but mostly it was just dragged on for way too long. Well, that sounded worse than I meant it to be. Thank you for listening to the Power Cat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.